Hey, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of the Mission Matters Innovation Podcast, your source for all things innovation. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at Ask Adam Torres. Keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, missionmatters.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Keith Jones on the line. He's Director of Sales Ops over at Zenput. Keith, welcome to the show. Thanks, Adam. Appreciate being here. All right, so uh, excited to get into today's topic, so the importance of revenue ops um, in an organization. So looking forward to getting into that with you. But before we do, um, let's go a little bit further into Zenput. Tell us a little bit more about the company, please. Yeah, absolutely. So Zenput is a operations execution software built specifically for restaurants, retail, and grocery operators. Um, the vision behind the platform is simply let's give multi-unit operators a way to see what's happening in the various locations that make up their businesses so they can ensure that things are being done correctly so that all of the different tasks and things that make up a, a restaurant or a grocery store, that you know, food safety, uh, stocking, all of that, making sure those things are being done uh, consistently and correctly. And we have a chance of working with some of the biggest uh, restaurant brands in the country today. Man, that's awesome, and uh, I think that I think that's one of the great reasons you're on the show today to talk about this subject because you're in the middle of it all. So the importance of revenue ops in an organization. I mean, it's a big topic. Where do you want to start with this one? So I kind of want to start with the idea of what is revenue operations, right? Because um, there are those that and may have heard of sales operations or may even you know be able to quickly infer what sales operations is because it's got the word sales in it. Everyone knows what salespeople do; they try to sell things. Uh, operations, how do you operationalize things? But I think revenue operations, you know, is a natural and required evolution of sales operations that we're seeing specifically in the SaaS industry and in different more progressive industries as well. Um, but it's that notion of taking the same practices that have been around for decades in sales and sort of streamline, streamlining and operationalizing the different metrics and different activities and behaviors that we know help generate more revenue and create more successful organization, but applying that to the entire life cycle of your customer, not just in sales when there's engagement and, and, and deals being done and business being made, but in the marketing side of things when you're trying to generate the interest. And then on the customer support side, when you're trying to keep the business or grow the business you have with the customer, same practices that, give, that have been instilled in sales for decades now can easily be applied to both marketing and customer success and the organizations I've been a part of and had a chance to observe from a distance that are the most successful are the ones that take that operational framework and apply it across that entire life cycle or the entire funnel instead of placing it in silos, creating communication barriers, and uh, losing out on opportunities for growth. So what do you find, and, and I don't want to oversimplify this because it's going to obviously um, differ between industry, it's going to differ for a size of organization, how long they've been around, I mean, a lot, lot of variables here, so no, mm -hmm. not, not to oversimplify, but I do know um, working in the space as long as you have that, certain themes tend to kind of arise. Um, what do you find... Um, some of the people that are, are doing well in this, in this um, revenue ops landscape do well. Like, what, what are some of the key things that are themes that you see that they just do well over and over again? Well, first and foremost, I think it's that they invest early in the right resources, whether you mm -hmm. are a executive who is looking to build a business or build a team or 
you are a, a, a revenue office professional yourself, no matter what size organization. And when I mean investing in the right resources, I mean laying a foundation, right? Instead of trying to build things haphazardly across an organization over time, but laying that strong foundation, things like documenting things correctly, um, buying the right technology that's going to grow with your business. And then if you are that executive, bringing someone in to own those pieces of the business earlier rather than later. I've been a part of a, a couple of different organizations that have brought in operations later, admittedly, than they wanted to. And I've been a part of organizations that have brought it in sooner. And I have yet to meet anyone who's ever regretted bringing someone in sooner rather than later. Wow, that makes a lot of sense. Um, what is the what um, what kind of interesting trends are you seeing? Like just from your vantage point and the type of clients that you work with, what kind of interesting trends are you seeing in RevOps? So some of the trends I'm seeing right now is how to better connect a technology tech stack, and that's a really wide ranging topic, but it's a really interesting one because while sales ops, rev ops has always been about operationalizing other people within the organization, those that have mm-hmm. direct interfacing with the customer, where what I'm seeing now, which is very interesting in RevOps itself, is now we we as a profession, as a line of work, as a trade, seem to be applying that same methodology to ourselves in the work we do. Um, and so I'm seeing a lot of uh, other professionals out there who are getting really tight on documenting what they do, applying different agile methodologies, the same things that have made software development uh, companies and organizations capable of scaling to an infinite level. Um, they're applying that to their practices so that the things they do can be multiplied, you know, overnight um, as opposed to, like, trying to do one-off things, you know, this project and that project instead of applying a repeatable, scalable framework. That's something that I've seen out of a lot of people in the revenue operation. Thank you. That's interesting. So it it almost becomes like, I mean, I don't know if it's the Matrix or Inception. I'm terrible at movie references, but it almost <laughs> seems like the evolution of sales ops. Like now they're applying their, or now they're applying um, a revenue ops. Now they're applying their, their same methodology to themselves. This is awesome. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You nailed it. So, Keith, that being said, um, if somebody is in that, how does somebody know if they're, and I, cause I, you brought something earlier that it's kind of interesting to me because you said they bring it in a little bit sooner than maybe they thought they should. Um, or even if they're starting the company, maybe they, they're able to do that, um, in the beginning. I mean, how does somebody know when is the, when the right time for them is to bring in that, that other arm that maybe they're not considering with revenue ops? So I like to try and quantify it as best I can given that numbers are easily manageable, right? And Mm -hmm. to borrow from a few people um, in the SaaS space, especially those that are part of really big uh, venture capital capital organizations, I think it comes down to when you start to hire more people within these organizations. So the reality is that revenue ops is at its core a support function, and they support the people that are out there on the front line with the customers both before they do business with you during when they're doing business with you and afterwards. And so the way I look at it is if you are getting to your fifth, sixth, seventh full-time resource who is going to be with these customers all the time uh, and is going to be doing uh, those jobs, then you need to start considering somewhere within that first seven to ten is when you should seriously consider bringing on that full-time resource that's going to help start building out those processes, start 
streamlining and operationalizing what it is those people are doing and creating a foundation of data as well, too. That way, uh, early on, you have a strategy in place for understanding where your opportunities for growth are. Um, having been a part of a couple of organizations that brought operations in late, one of the uh, downfalls to that was that the data strategy wasn't in place yet. So there's a huge component to operations that couldn't even be done because the data wasn't there yet. It hadn't been captured in a manner that was digestible and usable. And so you spend the first three, six, nine months just getting that strategy in place, and then you have to wait for the data. You have to spend another three, six, nine, 12 months, whatever it is, to create the data set that you want to use to figure out, oh, if we do X here, we can expect Y and Z. So by bringing that person in earlier in that first kind of 10 headcount, then that makes it a lot more realistic to start creating that data set early on and having that data at your disposal in order to make um, opportunities for growth. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, well, Keith, it's been awesome having you on the show today. I appreciate you coming on and telling us more about what you're doing, of course, also at Zenput. Um, if somebody's listening to this and they want to learn more about Zenput or about your work or about revenue ops in general, I mean, what's the best way for them to do that? So best way that they can do that uh, is Zenput.com if they want to learn about what we're doing to help restaurants every day uh, with everything and, and making sure that their operations are in line. Uh, and if you're interested in learning more about RevOps or want to get involved with a great community, wizops.org, that's W-I-Z-O-P-S dot org, is a, a site where you can learn more about a, a growing community of wizards of our uh, operations professionals uh, around the world. There's about 700 of us in there right now. Um, and if you are curious about getting into ops, you want to learn more about it, or if you're in ops today, uh, and you need to um, learn a little bit more about what it is you're doing or get resources from other professionals in your in the space, that's the place to go. That's awesome. And what's that website again? It's wizops.org. So W-I-Z-O-P-S dot org. Fantastic. Well, Keith, really appreciate you coming on the show today and uh, sharing more about all the great work you're doing over at Zenput and also about um, your, your your unique vantage point on RevOps in general. Um, and to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. Hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, uh, leave me a review on the Apple iTunes store. And if you're watching this on our YouTube channel, Mission Matters Innovation, definitely give us a subscribe there, but also leave us some comments in the video. Love to know what kind of projects and things that you're working on. And Keith, thanks again for coming on the show. Thank you, Adam. Appreciate you having me on.